Welcome, and thanks for joining the journey. Hi, my name is Leah, and I'm a worship pastor in Ohio and the creator and host of the Journey podcast and website. I'm on a journey to yes as I follow the Lord's leading in this season of my life, and I hope to inspire others to step out of the boat like Peter and walk on water, never looking to the left or right and getting distracted, but rather fixing your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. My hope is that you find Jesus in your journey as you hear about my journey and the journey of those in the Bible who join Jesus along the way. I pray that you allow him to meet you where you are and trust him as he takes you where he wants you to go. Enjoy the journey. Welcome to episode 30. I cannot believe we are at episode 30. I started this thing back in January not knowing where it was going or or what it was going to turn into, but I have certainly enjoyed myself and I can't believe we're in the down, downward slope of of the year just as we've got September, October, November, and then December. Holy cow, that's so crazy. But anyways, episode 30 of the journey. Today's episode is a is one I'm calling a side road along the journey episode, and I haven't done one of those in a really long time. I actually I think I've only done two of them. It would have been like the takeaways from Jacob's journey and takeaways from Joshua's journey, which were some of my favorite episodes actually, but I haven't done a side road along the journey episode in a while. And so someone suggested I had been asking some people, I'm like, I just feel like I could keep being at a, a roadblock here. You know, do you have any ideas of some things you'd like to me to talk about? And so someone suggested that I start doing some themed episodes. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And so they rattled off a couple things and and one of them kind of jumped out to me. So I thought maybe it would, they would fit under this category. And although I'm going to make biblical application, so technically it could go under Bible journey, and I'm going to also ap- apply it to my life and the way I've experienced some of these things. So technically it could go under my journey episode. However, I just kind of feel like it it's going to be its own little thing. So we're just going to make it a side road along the journey. So that being said, let's get to the content for today. So if I say things like heights, spiders, enclosed spaces, crowded public spaces, snakes, the dark, my guess is, if you thought about the connection between all of those things long enough, you might come up with the word phobia, or or something that people are afraid of. And so, a phobia um, is is an extreme or irrational fear of something. And so, you might think, "Oh, whew, I'm off the hook. I don't have a phobia. I don't have an irrational fear of something. So this doesn't apply to me. I'm going to go ahead and push pause, turn it off. I'm tuning it out because I don't need any of this." But I believe otherwise. And so as I unpack this concept of um, fear, per se, um, I believe that in some regard, it applies to everyone. And so I would suggest if you feel like, I'm not going to listen to this one, maybe rethink that and go ahead and continue listening on. So today's episode is not about phobias. However, that's just kind of where my head went as soon as this person who asked me to, to do some thematic episodes and one of them was you know fear talk about fear and and how you've overcome that in your life and so immediately when I thought of fear I was like people are going to think right away of phobia so that's where I went but this episode really isn't about phobias at all it's um it's titled fear not and so I thought okay so if I've defined the word phobia let's let's just define the word fear as well so if a phobia is an extreme or irrational fear of something well what is fear well fear is defined as an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. So it's a belief. It's something that we hold tight to. 
uh, in regards to whether something would be dangerous or cause us pain, and that pain doesn't necessarily have to be physical. It could be an emotional, mental, um, intellectual kind of pain or, or a threat of some kind to any part of our life. So, so fear is it's an unpleasant emotion. I don't know anybody. I don't know if I would walk up to anybody and be like, hey, you know, what emotion do you get when you talk about fear? I don't know that anybody's be like, man, I'm stoked about it. I just, I love it. I'm so excited when I am full of fear. No, it's, it's definitely unpleasant. And I feel like when I say the word fear, most likely something has popped into your head. And so maybe Maybe it was a fear of your own that you've had or an instance where maybe you have felt afraid or you have felt full of fear. But it could also be that immediately, like what I thought, your head went to phobias and things that people are afraid of. Um, but no matter what, I, again, I want to suggest that everyone at some point in your life has experienced or is currently experiencing or will experience some kind of fear. And so I want to dig in a little bit to those variations of fear that I think are are real things in people's lives, and, and and I just want to talk about it for a bit. So some fears that I think would be kind of common threads for people that we might, we might not have anything else in common with somebody except for maybe these particular fears. And again, some of you are going, I'm not afraid of anything. I trust God with all of it. I would say, mm, maybe we're not being completely honest. In that regard, because I do feel like as human beings, there is an underlying fear of some things in our lives. And again, we may have overcome those. We may have given those over to God and fully committed and submitted that to him and have a testimony about it, which I'm going to talk a little bit about mine. But I would say that if you really think about it, most people at some point in your life have dealt with the fear of failure, the fear of rejection a fear of not being good enough, fear of the unknown, fear of you can fill in the blank. And I, and I think for me, like, sometimes, you know, a lot of people fear the what if. And that kind of goes with the unknown, but like going down this what if trail. And so when thinking about like fear, fear of failure, you know, what is it about fa- failure that causes such a level of angst and this feeling, this unpleasant feeling of fear rising within somebody over the fear of failure? And failure could look, you know, different for lots of people. A failure could mean, you know, failing a test, you know, an exam. A stu- somebody who's in classes and they're studying and they, they're, they're afraid that they're going to fail because they put their, their best effort forward. Or, or you go to an audition and you, it, that's fresh for me because my, my youngest son just auditioned for Wizard of Oz actually today. And so, you know, that fear of failure, like this is the part I want. This is what I want to go for. This is what I practice. You know, he has practiced tirelessly for the last several weeks for a particular role that he's interested in getting. And and I would say that even though he said he wasn't nervous or whatever, he probably had an underlying fear of failing and saying, you know, I've worked really hard, but I might not get it. You, You might have a fear of failing at your job or failing at your marriage or failing at being a parent or failing Failing in your walk with the Lord, like slipping up and, and doing something that you shouldn't. Failing in whatever the case may be, the fear of failure. What is it for you that makes you kind of get a little antsy and nervous when you think about what if, what if I failed at fill in the blank? Or fear of rejection. 
how many times have you been in relationships or wanted to start a relationship? It, it, it doesn't even necessarily have to be like a significant other. It could just literally be a friendship, just any kind of relationship. It could even be like a working relationship, a coworker, a, a boss. And you have such a high fear of rejection. And I think with that, sometimes we go into like people pleasing mode because we are so afraid of being rejected that we want to make sure that there's nothing rejectable about us. So we go into like this over the top people pleasing mode and we want to do and say and be all the things that everybody expects and thinks us to be so that we don't, that we're not rejected. And, and I think that those kind of behaviors come out of simply being afraid of being rejected. And I've been there. I, I, I'm doing a Bible study with somebody right now, actually. And, and this, this came up of, of this fear of if we were really, truly ourselves, you know, would people accept us for who we are? And so there's this underlying fear of rejection. Like, can I actually be my, myself? Can I actually expose the good, the bad, and the ugly? Because I think people would like the good, but what if they don't like the bad? Or what if the ugly part is just, it's too ugly and they can't handle it? So we have a fear of rejection. And I don't know about you, but a fear of not being good enough. I actually was just talking about this in my devotional response that I posted today with this person that I'm I'm doing a devotion with. And it talked about something that you struggle with and in, in, in sharing that with somebody so that you could walk through that together. And so the thing that I shared with them is that, you know, there are times where doubt creeps in and I go, I, I'm not good enough. Or I compare myself, right? This, this, this comparison game. And I go, how can I even be considered to be a worship pastor when I don't have, you know, professional training? I've never had a vocal lesson before. I, I don't know why I know how to play the keyboard, but I do. So therefore, I, I kind of question and doubt myself because I'm like, is this really, do I really know what I'm doing? Or, you know, I didn't, I didn't go to four years of Bible school. So should I even be qualified to be called a pastor just because I took a year's worth of classes? And so I have this fear of not being good enough in, in this comparison game that I throw myself into. And then the Lord, you know, Holy Spirit gently comes in alongside me and reminds me that God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Thank goodness for that, right? But I'm sure you've been there, this fear of not being good enough. You know, you go and you get a job and you're just trying to do your very best, but you have this, this fear of like, well, what if they're going to see that I'm lacking in this area? So I'm just, I'm not good enough. And so it's, I'm not going to make the cut. Whatever that is for you, it, it, not being good enough in a relationship, you know, like I, I, I think this person is just kind of better than me in lots of ways. So maybe I'm just not good enough to be their friend, or maybe I'm not good enough to fit in with that group, or I'm not good enough to make the team or whatever the case may be. But we have this underlying fear of not being good enough. And I'll tell you one that's been big for me throughout my life is just this fear of the unknown and these what ifs. You know, being afraid of, of the future and what's to come because, well, what if this and what if that and what, well, what happens if this? You don't know because it's it's unknown. It's what if it's the future. The only one who knows the future is the one who holds it. And that's that's God. Right. So I've got to trust him with that. And if I don't, then there's a problem. And I think that's where the commonality comes in with all of these fears. And I could go on and list a bunch of other ones. But I think you get the point here. The commonality is a lack of control. So for me, like I feel like the bottom line and the root of the problem is that fear equates to losing control. So when fear creeps in and we evaluate, well, why why am I afraid? 
or why, why do I have this feeling of fear about this particular situation? I think it stems from this lack of control. So fear of failure. Well, what if I fail at something? It's outside of my control. What if I'm being rejected? It's outside of my control. I can't control what these people think or feel about me. That's outside of my control. What if I'm, what if I'm not good enough? You know, I, I've done all of these different things to put myself in a position to prove myself, but yet someone else is saying, hey, you didn't make the cut. That's outside of my control. I've done what I could inside my control, but there's, a, there's an element of being outside of my control. And certainly, certainly living in the land of what if is outside of our control. We, we could go down every rabbit hole trail possible with all the scenarios of what ifs. And, and I'm sure that everyone at some point in your life has played the what if game. And if you're anything like me, it generally, generally takes you down a pretty dark road and leads to nowhere good or beneficial. And it starts to get your, your head starts to go places where you just, you shouldn't be going. And then I'm reminded that the mind is the devil's playground, right? And if we constantly are cycling through these what if scenarios and this fear of, oh my goodness, what if this? And oh my goodness, what if that? It, it's, it's out of my control. But I know that there is someone who is in control of all things, right? All things work together for the good of those who, who trust and believe in, and who in, in God. And, and I am in control of putting my faith and my trust in him. And then I have to believe and truly believe that he is who he says he is. He's going to do what he says he will do. And even when things don't feel good or are not good, I have to know that he's not going to let me down. He's never going to fail. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So I know the God that I serve today is the God that I can still serve tomorrow. And in my future, when things seem a little bit bleak and unknown and just not sure of what's happening, right? Things seem out of my control. I don't have to resort to my first feeling, emotion connected to the situation is being fear. And all of my life, and I don't want to say all of my life because thank God for being free from fear. I would say, I wish I could tell you the exact year that it happened, but I would definitely say within the last, within the last five to eight years. And I know that's, that's a pretty broad, I mean, it could even be 10 at this point, but I, I, I wish, I really truly wish that I had written it down somewhere, but all my life, I was just bound by fear. Everything. It didn't matter. It literally was crippling and gripping. And I just, I was afraid of everything. It didn't matter. It was kind of this obsessive compulsive thing in my mind. And it was every Worst case scenario, always. And it was exhausting. It, it not only exhausted me, but it exhausted my husband. It exhausted my family who had to deal with it. And thank God for setting me free from that. And that doesn't mean that there are not times and moments where I slip back up. But I'm so very thankful that it's just for a small, brief moment. And I'm reminded quickly that I am free from fear and I can choose faith over fear. Somebody at some point said, you know, fear is the opposite of faith. So if you are living in fear, you cannot have, you cannot be full of faith. And that I think was when it really dawned on me that like, oh my goodness, how can I say that I have faith in, in, 
in Jesus, in God, and believe that he is who he says he is, but yet constantly live in a state of fear? How can I do that? And again, my, my scenario may be vastly different from yours, but if you've ever experienced any kind of fear, including some of the things that I've talked about today, again, it is impossible to live in a state of fear and faith at the same time. They are polar opposites. It's like the magnets that repel each other. You cannot do it. So that for me was a, was a defining moment in my walk with the Lord where I said, okay, God, I have to submit all of it to you. Again, does that mean I get it right every day? Absolutely not. If you've been listening to anything at all, you have heard my emotional issue. I don't want to use the word issue. My emotional state involving my oldest son leaving and moving. Why? Because that was outside of my control. Him being at college and and on his own time schedule and cooking for himself and doing all the things. I no longer could control his day, if you will, his schedule. And that started a little bit of a tailspin for me. Okay, that was a, that was a lie. That started a major tailspin for me. <laughs> I gotta be honest with that one. And then I realized, why am I so afraid to let him go? Because I trust myself with him, right? I know where, I know where he is in my hometown. I know when he's going there, where he's going to be, when he's coming home, what he's eating, why? Because I'm fixing it. I know that he's going to be in clean clothes. Why? Because I'm washing them. And I was in control. It was a control issue. And so this idea of releasing and letting go that I've been processing and working on, and this doesn't just involve my son. This involves literally everything in my life. And for you, to be honest with you, is when you're going to release and let go of something, you have to let go of the control. You can't be like choking it out and be like, okay, God, I, I give it to you. I'm going to give it all to you. I'm no longer fearing this. I'm going to walk in freedom and I'm going to, and I'm going to choose faith over fear. But yet you have a chokehold on this thing, like a death grip, like you're, you can't let it go. And that's where I've been walking is this, I, I'm saying one thing, but I'm doing a complete other thing because I, this is so, this sounds so terrible, but again, I know I can't be alone in this is that I say that I believe in God and I have faith in God, right? And I know that he is good and I know that he is more than able, right? But yet I trust myself a lot, right? I trust myself a lot with my kids. And I think that I I use this example a lot because of just where I am in my life. And so for me, it's very relevant and applicable. So I, I hope that you, when you hear me say this, you're like, oh my goodness, here she goes again. I hope that you can insert for yourself what your scenario is so that this makes sense for you. But for me, it's this releasing and letting go of the control that I have and making sure that my kids are okay and trusting them with God. And so letting go of this fear of the unknown, this fear of the, well, what if this happens? Well, what if that happens? Well, guess what? My oldest son was in college for two weeks and he calls and he says, I have a flat tire. And I'm going, oh my goodness, I'm not, I'm, I'm not near you you're going to have to get a ride. You're going to have to call the tire, you know, and we walked through it and guess what? He did it. His tires changed. Everything's good. It's all, it's all good. So the, what if scenario played out? It did, it didn't play out the way in my head. Like, well, what if this happens? What if that happens? Why? Because I'm trusting every day, every day, a little bit more. And so the Bible mentions the word fear over 500 times. And some of it talks about fearing the Lord, fearing and revering God. And so 
not all of it is about like this emotion, this negative emotion of being afraid or full of fear. So, but the words, specifically the words fear not, appear in the Bible 365 times. And I do not, I, I think I've even said this before, I do not find it co- coincidental that 365 is one verse for every day of the year, the words fear not. It is the most repeated command in the Bible, fear not. It's not saying, well, if you think about it, maybe you, want, you might want to stop that. No, it's literally, it's telling you fear not. Do not do that is what it's saying. And so one time for every day of the year, the Bible is saying, God is saying, fear not, don't be afraid. And so in Isaiah 41, uh, one of my favorite, probably most well-known fear not is fear not for I am with you. Do not be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. When I read this verse, first of all, it is so stinking comforting to me. And it's one, it's been a go-to verse of mine since I was a, a child. Just fear not for I am with you. Fear not for I am with you. And I don't usually quote the rest of it, but when I get into my headspace and my moments, I, I can just say that fear not for I am with you. Who's with you? I am. Who is I am? If you remember me talking about um, in the Old Testament when, when God said, and they said, who, 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 do you, who do you want me to say that you are? He said, tell them I am that I am. I am God. And, and it reminds me of the verse two in the New Testament in Matthew, where it says, behold, the virgin will be with child and bear a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. It says, fear not for I am with you. What an amazing, amazing promise. Fear not. Don't be afraid. Why? Emmanuel, I am God. I am with you. If that doesn't bring you some peace and comfort, even now as I'm saying it, man, you, you got to get that from your head to your heart. Fear not, for I am with you. Emmanuel, God with us. And that is something that I am just hoping and praying that you are able to take that scripture and you're literally able to just in Psalms, it says, I will both lie down in peace and sleep for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. And if anything at all, after listening to this, when your head hits the pillow, no matter where you are, no matter where you are, that you can remember, I am with you. God is with you. He is for you. It, you are vict- it says, I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Whose victorious right hand? Certainly not ours. We have victory over the battle because he has gone before and won it all. It's saying, I will strengthen you. I will help you. I'm going to hold you up. And you're going to be victorious because I have the victory. So fear not. Fear not. Fear not. Why? I am with you. Emmanuel, God with us. As I sign off on this episode of The Journey, that is my prayer for you is that you would lie down in peace and sleep because he, Emmanuel, God, is with you and that you would begin to place your fears at his feet and that you would, in fact, choose faith over fear, whatever that fear is for you. It could be something small or it could be something like what I dealt with years ago that was literally crippling me every second of every day, just crippling me 
And I don't even know if some of the people who are closest to me and my friends even knew what I was walking through every single day. But it was it had such a hold on my life, and I don't want that for people. And you may be saying, well, that's not me. Okay, it might not be you, but I'm telling you, if you had an honest evaluation right now and you said, what's one area in your life where maybe, maybe you just have a little bit of fear of whatever this might be. If you were, had an honest evaluation with yourself, will you give that to God today? And will, will you take the verse, fear not for I am with you. Do not be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. And so I'm praying as you listen to this, that the Holy Spirit would whisper to you, fear not, I am with you. And that as your head hits the pillow, that you would lie down in peace and sleep well, rest well, because he keeps you safe. You don't have to live in the land of what if. You don't have to worry about failing. You don't have to worry about not measuring up and being good enough. You don't have to worry about rejection. You don't have to worry about your future and the unknown because he's holding all of it. And he loves you way more than you can ever imagine. Thanks for listening to The Journey. I'd love to connect with you and hear your story and how you are journeying with Jesus. You can go to my website, leahmenzie.wixsite.com slash the-journey and click the contact tab to connect with me through the form. Email me at leahmenzie at gmail.com or check me out on Instagram and send me a private message. Until next time, journey on.